As a listener of the Shift Your Consciousness podcast presented by Marcus White and Jordan Briggs, we would like you to understand that this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Any changes to your supplementation, nutrition or lifestyle should only be done after consulting with a medical professional. Welcome to the Shift Your Consciousness podcast. My name is Marcus White. And my name is Jordan Briggs. We help people overcome a range of chronic and acute health issues and empower people to live a healthy, fulfilling life. Our mission in this podcast is to bring oppressed and current relevant information from all realms of health that you most likely don't know to empower new possibilities in your health journey. We want to help free your mind of the indoctrination of the mainstream medical system, media and societal dogma that disempowers your ability to heal, grow and live a connected life. If you're someone who is feeling trapped in your journey, not getting answers, but also equally fascinated in learning how to address the root cause to your health issues and is also open-minded to all mediums of health, this podcast is for you. So come join us to shift your consciousness. Our first uh, podcast is going to be mostly about just us introducing ourselves, yeah? Yeah. Let's talk about our story because me and you have been working together for a long time. Yes. Really. People wouldn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Me and Jordan work together as personal trainers on the the gym floor. What would it have been? Would have been- well, over probably a decade ago. Yeah, it's it's well. When I first started in the industry, it was pretty much starting at Ascot, Ascot Fitness. I, I did a mm. year of personal training before then. Keen little twenty-one-year-old, I reckon you were. Yeah, I was full of beans. Just <laughs> <laughs> to do my head in. <laughs> nah, but always passionate as ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one thing I remember, and I look back now about yourself was just how keen you were to learn. Like I was keen to learn, but the amount you invested into your learning from a young age was huge. I remember you – I think the first sort of big thing you invested into was like Mark Buckley. Was that right? FMA, yeah. That was the big first investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you learn from that? So that was was mostly uh, strength and conditioning and rehab and bridging the gap between kind of getting people out of pain Mm. but getting them strong at the same time. Yep. So it was kind of that kind of like allied health to like S&C yep. kind of model and bringing that together yep. with like functional assessment and that sort of thing. But Mark was also very holistic because he learned from Paul Check. So Awesome. So And, and he actually um, was a presenter for the Czech Institute. So was I he lo- really? Yeah. So, so I, I, I absolutely love that part of him because that's what I was always drawn to was the health side of things. Yeah. And that was always the conversations that we'd have in the gym floor. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, hours and hours of conversations about that and that's what we always connected with. And I made and it was mm. so funny when you left the gym mm. and then went on to – because Charlie O'Halloran came into the gym yeah. after that and you look at us all now and that's the same sort of things me and Charlie were talking about. Yeah. So, it's funny where we're all at at the moment, you know, yeah. in this sort of space. Yeah, we've all landed into the holistic health space. Everyone would really think cool. we're nuffies for what we're talking about, but now, <laughs> look at us now. Now we're out helping people with complex problems and, yeah. you know, other, other people have gone down different lines. Yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, it's crazy to see where we started because, like, when I first um, joined, like, Ascot Fitness, I was always very drawn to you and your energy and mm. your passion and your leadership. Um, always thought, fuck, Marcus can speak well. <laughs> and just like just like the pep talks you'd give your clients. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, 
it's funny. Like I've sort of um, yeah. obviously it's a different line of work now, but I still yeah. I still do that. Like I still am trying to f- like um, push buttons in people to for them to find that other, that next level in their yeah, life. Now yeah. it's obviously different on a gym floor, but now it's like. You know the different challenges that people go through in their life that pulls them away from what they really want. Mm. You know, and it's trying to inspire them or be able to, like I said, push those buttons so that they um, don't accept anything less than their best. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, but you know, I remember on the gym floor, it was just it was a little bit more military. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where now I'm a little bit calmer in the way I go about it. I was pretty pretty young back then, but um, it, it is the same in certain ways, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, but, yeah, so then we the, – the journey sort of changed, though. I reckon the COVID stuff really mm. changed us, hasn't it? Yeah, that's where, that's where a lot of us pivoted, didn't we? Yeah, well, I pivoted – I pivoted away from fitness because I reckon I had a lot of blocks around starting my own business. Like, yeah. I was um, – I reckon I was just a little bit terrified. There was I had some blocks um, financially as well, and I think it comes from my upbringing, like mm. a scarcity mindset. And I was never, I never invested heavily into my education. Where like I would learn a lot from podcasts and everything like that, um, but to then go and actually spend thousands of dollars on to learn from someone, I just wouldn't do it. Mm. Uh, and it took me a lot for me to then start to do that. And yeah. that was where my, you know, where my um, business went f- to the next level. But before that, I'd got out of fitness altogether and went into the fire brigade and yeah. that didn't end up working out too well for me with the uh, mandates Poor. that came through. <laughs> exactly right. But that's good because yeah. it pushed me back to the space where I was meant to be. Yeah, 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 and now um, here we here we are, sort of. Man, you going down a similar track, and um, it's good to be here. Oh no, man, it is. It's really beautiful. Um, it's been awesome to witness your growth as well mm. as a coach. But it, you I always thought Marcus has it, yeah. and it's just you know that that penetrating some of those obviously resistances that were there. Yeah, um, yeah. Now you're absolutely crushing it. Yeah. So, so tell me, let's talk about you for a second. Mm. So we've gone from Mark Buckley. Um, learning there, you're yep. starting to go down that holistic path. I know you went into, so you went to a different gym. Uh, I feel like yep. you went through a bit of burnout. Yes. So, so I guess like, um, when was it? It was just before COVID. I had a you know a lot of burnout happen there because I was at the time I was overworking. Um, you know, I just wasn't really taking care of my health. Like I was, I was in that yang energy all the time, mm. just constantly go, go, go. And, you know, I'd, eat, I'd be eating my meals on the run and, you know, like, mm. and my, my, my gut health was a mess. But around that time, um, there was a lot of my allostatic load in general, mm. just my stress load. It was just massive. Like um, I had a mold exposure. I had, um, you know, some stuff. Um, that was kind of moving through emotionally as well, relationship-wise with Ev. Like, there's a lot of different things happening around that time that kind of drove me into a bunch of health issues, and that's what kind of um, you know inspired me to land in this space. So for me, it was you know I was I was dealing with some horrific health issues. It was like you know chronic IBS. Um, 
you know, multiple food sensitivities. It was like migraines like every day. It was like me in bed for half, you know, half the afternoon most days. Like I'd, you know, work my morning block, come home, sleep, and then go back again. But I'd be sleeping for like two or three hours. Yeah. That was just a mess. And, and in the PT space, you sort of think that's normal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you think you, you don't realise you're burnt out. Yeah. You don't realise that you're actually like, you know, your stress hormones are on the floor mm. and you're just exhausted all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, you, you just like, I was always someone who um, I always felt this void in myself, you know, like, you know, it was always more, more, more. So like if a, if a new client, you know, presented itself, I'd just like, yep, I want to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Could never say no. Yeah. Could never say no. Yeah. Massive people pleaser. But at the same time as well, I just had, yeah, like it was, that my boundaries weren't just because oh like having no boundaries was just because I didn't have no boundaries. It was it was literally because the the high or the validation I'd get helping people or um, which I still get now. Like it's amazing. It's mm. what keeps you kind of like in the industry. But it was it was always just like this this part of me that was always trying to prove to myself or to people that I could do a good job. Well, you know, help them. You sometimes you start to yeah. base your self worth on an external yeah. thing. That's yeah, right. So it's it's like I'm not worthy mm. until I'm helping others. Yeah. And it's like, well, where's the next hit come from to show me that I'm good enough? Yeah. And I think it was my whole identity started to be based around that because when I moved to Melbourne, it was always it was like this whole new kind of um like start to life for me. It was like, you know, um, you know, basically got no family. Mm. Like it was no barely any friends. Yeah. Um, like a guidance Guidance, well. yeah. D- Dad obviously took off at around that time. That's when we went through a, a bunch of tribulations within my family. So so that was um that was that was big. And then, you know, it was it was all about kind of this trying to prove myself mm. to people, but also gaining connection and all these things because like the abandonment wounds were, yeah. were raw. And also what that brought up, I guess, from childhood and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, and that was that was massive and that kind of drove me into like these behaviours of just like partying on the weekends, working all week, flat out, um, helping people. And I wasn't authentic in that. Like, I mean, I, I was kind of like the Ben Cousins, like, yeah. you know, like party hard on the weekend and then yeah. do perfection during the week. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I had a very poor relationship with myself and also just what I was doing. But at the end of the day, I was just trying to survive and I was trying to do my best. So, yeah, but, yeah. But you know, it worked against me in the end, and um, and then yeah, that's where I landed in just a, a massive hole. Well, so. it doesn't, it doesn't like because you mm. think about it like your knowledge, most of your knowledge, I, I guess, yeah, is based on your own health complications of oh, you yeah. trying to figure yourself out, yeah, and then identifying it in others mm. and seeing like, oh, I know what you're going through here, and I know yeah. how to help you because I've been through that, yeah, you know, and you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be in this situation if you hadn't have made certain decisions when you were younger yeah. that were detrimental to your health. Mm. But now those decisions are able to, uh, helping you to be able to help others. Well, that's right. Yeah. I think like the sh- like that's where people like really, they go after like shadow, when they say shadow work, it's like a bad thing. Like sh- the shadow part of yourself is bad, but you know, it actually helped me in a lot of times. Like, like and that's what it's there to do. Like for me, it was, it, it drove me to be that high achiever to, to get a lot of shit done in my life to, actually um acquire you know more knowledge and help more people to grow a business to buy a house Mm. like 
all these things. So there's it, it, actually a lot of positives in what came through with that, yet there's also a lot of the, the sacrifice and what it can do to your body and health and even your relationships and yeah. different things like that too. There's always, to me, yeah. there's nothing's good or bad yeah. in life. Like I think yeah. there's this story... There's this like, yeah, it's a story talking about this man who, um, oh, I forget how the story goes, but he loses a horse and everyone at the, at the, um, in the town go, oh, you're so unlucky. And he says, mm. maybe. And then the horses come back with three other horses with them and they're like, oh, my God, your horse is like, you've got three new horses, you're so lucky. And he says, oh, maybe. And then his son goes riding on one of the wild horses and then breaks his leg and they're like, oh, you're so um, you're so unlucky, and then they're like, and then they come over to, and then like the army try to recruit his son, yeah. to the army, but he's got a broken leg, and they're like, oh, he's so lucky. He's like, maybe. And they're like, the point of the story is to say, like, no matter what happens in life, yeah, you know, you might think it's bad at that time, yeah, but then it's got a positive in the in the in the end. Yes, yeah, does that exactly. make sense? Exactly. Or something that's positive right now may end up being a negative in the long run. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I look at all of my challenges, tribulations, and traumas as a fucking lot of light in it. Like, I wouldn't mm. be here today and have helped as many people as I have or even just had the understanding and the knowledge to even be the type of father that I want to be mm. as well and all those things without going through those those things. So, yeah, to me, it just shapes you to be a, a more whole person and, yeah, yeah life's fucking... Grouse. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not always grouse. It's fucking good squeeze, yeah. Like, I mean, I've had a, had a week, but, um, you know, this week, but like, you know, that's just part of life. You have those squeezing moments. You have these little, um, you know, these testing times that kind of, when you kind of pull your head out of the sand, you go, okay, that's why I went through this. There's some deeper meaning to it. Yeah. What would life would be without adversity? Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you, like, that's still like talking, obviously, on a personal level, but then, um, you've gone on like let's talk about like your education side mm. of things. You did some mentoring with Jake Dolishall. Yeah, so I've done. I did mentoring with Jake Dolishall for I reckon like yeah, at least two years. I think maybe pushing three. Yeah, yeah. So so that was that was awesome. Jake um, played a massive pivotal role in me emerging into the space. Yeah. In, in I guess the functional medicine and health coaching. Um, model online um, yeah I can't thank him enough thanks Jake <laughs> if you're listening to this um, but yeah he yeah he's a yeah it's such a good guy and such a such a like his heart's in such a beautiful sp- space with it because I feel like in this industry sometimes it's a bit of a like a tall poppy syndrome sort of thing and I feel like we we have this beautiful community as health coaches now where there's like you know obviously us you know Charlie and Jake and Kyle um uh, Kyle <laughs> Vandalies, yeah, Vandalies, yeah, yeah, Kyle Vandalies. That's level up health. Level up health, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously Jake Carr. Like, no one's really out to behead anyone. It's all about supporting each other, knowing that the fucking world needs us. Yeah, like big time. Yeah, and we all yeah. want everyone to, um, to succeed, succeed in their it. business because the more mm. we succeed, the more we change the world. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's really awesome. But um, yeah, so Jake was a massive pivotal role, and I guess that. That, that time of me dealing with my health issues because he helped me a lot with with it. Um, and then I went and studied FDN as well um, and got more into like the functional diagnostic testing. Um, and um, and then, yeah, and then rest was history, you know, further mentoring with obviously Jake Carter and, um, you know, other coaches and other mentors and books and, you know, whatnot and just went 
deep into it all and yeah yeah now we're here and obviously worked with over hundreds of clients now and reading their bloods and yeah and yeah brought painted the picture but mm. for anyone who doesn't like know though but jordan you know like we talk about like functional medicine and mm. um gut health and everything but jordan's sort of specialty that puts him um away from the group is his ability um to work with the emotional body and um so like do you want to speak any more into that yeah yeah so i guess like because i've done a lot of my own self-work over the years because i I recognize that a lot of my patterns and behaviors and my habits actually stem from yeah traumas and challenges and tribulations in my life that you know really were just a a a response to protecting me and supporting those wounds and so and so the the work that i went into all that um really helped me kind of understand i guess the the mind and I guess even the emotional body and how that also manifests into like health issues and symptoms and mm. disease and dysfunction, whatever you want to call it. And so, um, and so, yeah, I spent a lot of time in the work with therapists and uh, men's work groups and, um, you know, even going down more kind of alternative routes like plant medicine and, you know, all those kind of realms and just kind of exploring the human psyche and, um, and yeah, it's my own, my own stuff i'm a very deep thinker (laughs) um and yeah but i yeah i brought that into my practice because i I recognize that like you can do all the work with telling people what to do with nutrition and supplements and these type of things but a lot of people just don't know how to show up for themselves and we also have to recognize as well that symptoms and um these health issues come from a set of choices or experiences that people go through that kind of create a response that then leads to these things eventuating. And so whether that's them through their habits and behaviors and they're actually like self, like unintentionally self-sabotaging like Mm. their body or whether it's that they're energetically feeling a certain way because they're still anchored into a moment of time in their life that is driving their vagus nerve into a certain response that then we know is, you know, if you're in that response, well, then your body's cactus. Like, mm. it's not going to have a chance to heal or operate um, efficiently. So, so yeah, it's um, it's recognizing that and also even the emotional body when we start to go a little bit more woo-woo as well. <laughs> I like to say I that. woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when you, when you really do a lot of deeper processing work, you recognize that the body holds on to onto certain emotions in certain places and – it's really, really fascinating, especially as you do it yourself and you go through it and you actually start to really like, oh, wow, there is actually chakra systems in the body. Like mm. you can actually feel those emotions and the body responding to those emotions and those, and even when we get it moving because the body's really kept the score, um, that you feel it start to move. And so, you know, I, I, like for example, like um, when I went in, into some deeper processing with plant medicine, um, like my, my pelvis was jumping off the floor when yeah. I was having a, a massive fear processing. Mm. Like it was like, and I was screaming, I'm fucking scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, and crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. My, my pelvis was literally jumping off the ground. And that's the root chakra. That's the sacral chakra. It's your sense of safety and security. It's your family belonging. It's your connection. And I felt I was feeling literally alone in the experience that I was embodying. 
And it's like, holy shit, there's something in this. And, um, and so, yeah, this is what's kind of brought me into this path because as I started to notice that, every time I might feel some, you know, IBS or um, some sort of feelings in, in the intestines or something like that, I'd take myself into some breath work. All of a sudden, I'd, I'd be like feeling these emotions come up. Mm. I'd be like, holy shit. And then it would kind of, it would settle. I'm like, whoa. And so that was just through my own self-experimentation, but also connecting the dots, I guess, with Eastern philosophy and a lot of these kind of, I guess, ancient traditions like that they've been using with healing for centuries. And, um, and then, yeah, really kind of like embodying that and understanding it. So, yeah, it's been a big part of my practice because um, you even see it in blood work as well. <laughs> like, you know, you might see low stomach acid markers or you might see women with elevated testosterone levels mm. and they and it, so we'll use that for example like elevated testosterone levels in women like these women tend to be stuck in the masculine mm. why because maybe they've had a childhood um where they felt really unsafe they've had to go into that protective kind of state as a woman which is so far from their kind of divine nature divine feminine should be just feeling kind of like they've got that container around them. They're, they're supported but they can be their authentic kind of self they have that autonomy but a lot of women have that robbed and that gets shaken to the core when they go through trauma or they've had, you know, like a really reactive father or something like mm. that. And, um, and you know, or, or maybe their father was in the picture and then they had to step into that protection role. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yes. like th- things like that. And, and, and that then, you know, you, you see these type of women with PCOS. Every, mm. Like every woman that I've worked with PCOS has this going on. Yeah, right. Every single one. Every single one that there I've worked go. with. Yeah. And, and that they have some sort of kind of trauma around feeling like it, that then has pushed them into that kind of response. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a massive, massive element in that. Um, and that's why I tend to get extremely good results with PCOS because I'm working on that as well as the inflammation components and yeah. uh, the insulin resistant components and, and all yep. those things and you bring it together. So, but yeah, like you got to look at the body from not just a physical lens but also from a biochemical and an emotional energetic lens and that's when i look look at the body that way it it just really helps you paint the picture with things like blood work symptom health history and what they're feeling and what they're going you know and all that stuff so but also you you can like i talked about being able to push the buttons you can then start to you can start to coach people on their behaviors and how it's holding them back yeah. and then be able to say like, you know, these are, you're using these behaviors based off past traumas. Mm. And if you can start to understand those traumas and start to understand those behaviors, you can stop them from holding you back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's been, been a lot of lessons in that, but, um, but yeah, it's, I guess that's what I pride my practice on and, um yeah it's it's been working really well mate seems like it's been working fantastically yeah so but man enough about me what about you bro what got you into the space because i know you've always been into we've always had that kind of fascination outside of just training i think training's always been that like low-hanging fruit for us and we've always had those deeper chats even with our clients when we were first when we're working together what what i guess because you've had your health challenges as well. Yeah, I have. Mm. I reckon I've had um, – Yeah. Well, my big thing I think it started with was like sport and yeah. wanting to find an edge. And mm. then so like wanting to find an edge in sport, then went into like 
me wanting to find an edge in my emotional body, wanting to be, like wanting to be happier, mm. wanting to be more energetic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like trying to listen to all the different experts around to tell you like what you know what sort of nutritional plan might be the best. You know what sort of supplementation, what sort of herbs, um, what sort of daily practices should you be doing that are going to help you to actually um, you know be at your best. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the like, like I think that's what we a lot of us get into the health realm for. We we want to optimize, and we want to obviously you know improve our performance in some way. Because um, I mean, performance really to me is like being able to function better, better. Yeah. So, so yeah. But I, I think it'd be awesome for you to kind of intro your story a little bit too, because you've had a, a a journey like as like obviously making it into the AFL, yeah. being in the system, and being out of the system. How was that for you? Because I know you had your challenges with that. Yeah. Well, I um, I had it like it was a great experience in the AFL, but um, it was also a really, really hard experience for me. I had a lot of um, – I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, you know, my father was like great like in the sense of um, he taught me how to push myself, um, taught me how to be able to push my mind and my body to the next level – but I also what came well, I should just draw back a little bit like in my household like I had a broken family and I felt like there was always money problems mm. and I was always that was always communicated to me and I felt like there was um, I growing up was always trying to um, be the savior mm. wanted to save my mum wanted to save my dad big one was like I was trying to save my mum. And one thing I put on myself from a young age was that, like, football for me was an escape. It was where I could go and that, you know, no one, no one could hurt me there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could escape from what was going on in my life with my family. But then it, came, it became to me, like, the saviour for our family. Like, I was going to become an AFL footballer and I was going to make enough money so that my mum never had to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that... That amount of pressure that a young man puts on himself mm. to have to be this um, special person who's going to save everything, it was um, horrific for me. So I, when I was in the AFL, <laughs> I can imagine what the coaches would have thought of me. They'd be like, just relax, mate, just relax. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be all right. But yeah. for me, I couldn't relax. Like I yeah. rode every single bump, every single kick I missed. I was so critical of myself. I felt like everything that... I did, I was being watched and yeah. people were judging me on everything I did. And then um, that was probably my downfall and why I never went to the next level. Like I played mm. a couple of AFL games, but, you know, that was my downfall in my career. But then what I had, what I went into after that was I lost my whole identity mm. because after football and a lot of AFL, I think a lot of sports people go through this, is that your whole life was based on that one thing. Yeah. And your whole um, self-worth is based on that one thing. <laughs> so take that away dramatically and all of a sudden I didn't know who I was. You know mm. what I mean? I didn't know why anyone would ever love me. Mm. Like why would someone love me if I'm not playing good at football? Yeah. So I had to – and then I, I made a decision to go and play semi-professional football and take a job over in Perth. So I left home and I was by myself over in WA mm. Um with this mindset of not knowing who I am and what I'm, what I'm doing and what my self worth is, so 
I had a lot of – I had time there and that's when I sort of started to um, – because I was very, very diligent with my football. Never drank, mm. never did drugs or anything like that, even though all my friends were doing that. And then I started experimenting in drugs and alcohol when I um, went over there. When I went over there, that sort of started to happen more and I started to lose my way – not lose my way, I was finding my way, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. moving through – and that's not the most ideal thing to do, but like I talked to you about it, Earlier on, it was the necessary evil for me to start to understand myself a little bit more. Yeah. And um, so I went through a really hard time for that two years in, in WA. I was very depressed yeah. um, because I didn't, like I said, I had no self-worth. I was phoning home, crying, mm-hmm. um, struggling. But I'd had these sort of um, values entrenched in me to net, like not give up. Yeah. So like I'd signed a two-year contract to play football over there and although I was just – all I wanted to do was go home, I was like I'm seeing this out no matter what, mm. um, which I'm glad I did because I, I like that I like that, that sort of trait about me that mm. I can, you know, do that sort of thing. Um, anyway, I worked through that um, and then I came back home to Melbourne and I met a girl in Perth just before I was about to come home to Melbourne and she um, – when we – she came back with me to Melbourne mm. and about a year into the relationship, we um, sort of hit the hit the rocks, but I found out that she was on with one of my friends. So that, um, that brought on we, – we were at the end of our relationship, but still it wasn't good for me. Mm. You can imagine um, I went through – I was – it was a weird sort of time like – I never cried at all or anything like that, which normally wouldn't be like that for me if I had like any sort of heartbreak. I'd be more more in that a sadness, emotional body, but I was just so fucking angry, mm. just so angry, like felt so betrayed. Right, yeah. yeah, felt um, yeah, it was just a really hard time for me. And I went and got help, like from a psychologist, to try and work my way through because I just didn't want it to affect future relationships. Sure, but. It, and it didn't necessarily, like, I went through a stage where it may have affected me a little bit, but what it did affect was, and this is where it sort of comes into the gut health side of things, is I started getting really bad reflux. Whoa. Yeah. So it, it was around about the time that you came to the gym, because this probably happened just before I met you. Anyway, mm. I um, I started getting such bad reflux, like, and, like, I'd go, I'd have, like, a certain foods and like I'd be like oh god I need to throw up it was that it was that bad like the, the acidity coming in my um up through my esophagus and anyway like for me I um the my only um interactions with doctors as a kid is like what you go to the doctors when you're sick and you get antibiotics mm. and you, know, you have a script of antibiotics and then they're done and then you're meant to be you know all better so anyway, I went to the doctors and he gave me Nexium. So it's like an antacid. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, all right, no worries. So I had it. Yeah, no worries. No, no more reflux. All good. Yeah. Got through the whole packet of the Nexium and it just came back worse. So I went back to the doctor and I was like, like, what's, um, you know, like, this is worse, mate. Like, this isn't better. He's like, oh, no, you've got to keep having them. I'm like, how long for? He's like, forever. I'm like, that's not going to happen. I'm 23 years old. Like, I'm not having the, I'm not going to be on a pill for the rest of my life. So I went into, I just started 
looking online, like what, what yeah. causes reflux? And yeah. most of the time, it's low stomach acid, and it would yeah. it would have linked back to the stress that I'd been under. You know what I mean? And and repressed anger. Um, oh, there we go. I was yeah. I was gonna go deeper, like into the solar plexus. Yeah, yeah. for sure, there for sure. Go. I know. Yeah. You know, I did a bit of reading on that, and yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I looked into like certain things to do. So I started using yeah. like, um, apple cider vinegar. Yep. Um, you know, stayed away from coffee, um, stay away from like citrus foods, mm. certain things that I just tried to stay away from. But I read a book called Life 101. Mm. Now, I don't remember the exact reason, um, like there was, oh, sorry, the exact chapter, but there was just a chapter about like, it wasn't about meditation. It was, he sort of, I think he called it like awareness. And he was mm. saying like, Sit down and like just sit down in your backyard or just in a, and and have no noise around you and just listen to the sound so that you're present. Yeah, have your yeah. eyes closed. Anyway, mate, I I couldn't sit there for more than two and a half minutes. I thought it was, I put an alarm clock on, and I I thought there was something going on with the alarm clock. I'd have to come out of my own head because it was that many things going on in my head where that I was so uncomfortable with that I'd have to. Wow. Yeah, I'd have to um, jump out and I realise I'm like, whoa, I have got some shit going on. Wow. Yeah. And would it be like the thoughts that are happening in your head that were dark or was it more like I've got to do this, I've got to do that and it was like an avoidance thing and you're like in that state of kind of like- It would be a bit of both. There was dark and then there yeah. was, yeah, all the things that I needed to do but like yeah. it was this overwhelming sort of, maybe call it anxiety. Yeah, possibly. Like and I just couldn't, I couldn't sit in it. And mm. it was that moment I'm like, oh, I need to do this more. So, like, yeah. I just built it up and it was – and then I would get into, like – then I understood, like, meditation. Like, I'd be able to get into a meditative state. And I was like, yeah. right. And then I got to a point where I was, like, doing it like – I was, like, addicted to it. I was, like, doing it, like, twice a day for 30 minutes. Um, mm. It was – yeah, and that, that was a bit of a saviour for me because wow. I think that's where I processed – because I even talk to clients about this. I'm like, don't put expectations on your meditation. Like – just because you're thinking heaps, that's good. Like that's good. Like there's thoughts; those things aren't getting filtered. You're not. Yeah. You're not allowing those. So they're happening all the time, and they're having an impact on your physical body mm. every single day. Um, and you're not aware of them. Mm. I'm just. We're just going to bring awareness to them, mm. and then we're going to be able to filter them, and you're going to be able to process them. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, I did that, and it was it was a big savior for me. I think because otherwise, I think I would have gone down that track of mm. having a lot of repressed anger that. Never got um, you know, that may have just ended up hurting my relationships around me rather than like projecting, which a lot of men, well, anyone can, but, yeah. But but like that reactivity and like that, um, you know, we can become very defensive or we blame people for what we're feeling, even though it might perceive the mind might perceive it as an external thing, but a lot of it is just the stuff that we carry and yeah. And yeah. I, mate, I've still got work to do on it. Like I, yeah, you know, oh, we all do. Yeah. Mm. Well, since even since having Leo, like, like kids, like I love being a dad, but he can test me so much. Like, and pull up yeah. emotions that I didn't realize are still there. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. That. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, whoa, like I didn't yeah. realize that guy was in me. Yeah, but he's there still. You know oh, what I mean? I can, I can really relate to that. Yeah. And I, 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 like with Mila, I, I feel like she just reflects all the parts of me that you know need further kind of attention support mm. um i don't like to use the word fix because i think in this work sometimes we can always be still operating from that part of ourselves where 
we lack that self-worth and yeah. it's and it's still it's always about bettering ourselves fixing mm. ourselves i think we can always grow and, and you know i think that's just part of life growth is 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 what you know we should always be kind of endeavoring in some way to to expand and gain further awareness for its you know whatever for its many benefits but i think um yeah when we have that notion of like punishing ourselves yeah and that being kind of the the driver and the motivator to self-improvement or you know being a high achiever yeah it keeps us kind of in that loop i always like the word understanding try to keep trying to understand ourselves compassion yeah, Yeah. yeah exactly yeah but i think like but like this is where you come back to the shadow again because like what, what I look at with you, like you, you, you said like you sat in the meditation and you're like, I've got to be here more. To me, that sounds like the part of you that's like that was always there. That was like part of you that is like, you know, always driven to like growth or yeah. um, improvement or like mm. those things that you kind of carried into your footy. Yeah. Which I think, like, that's where I always want to come back. Like, it's like those parts of you aren't always bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, and and, and, that, and that toughness that you had, like mm. that resilience that was always there to, like, even probably to hold a lot of the stuff with your family and and to have that responsibility put on you a, a lot of the time or you felt like you did have that responsibility, how that probably carried into your ability to be, like, quite co-independent and to be able to kind of, like, hold shit yeah, at yeah. times. You know what I mean? And yeah. But then also like that kind of like part of you that kind of like oh I like that challenge yeah I like that challenge yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. there's a, and it's funny it's yeah. like, it's like come back to like trying to understand yourself so that like you understand the limits that you can take on so because yeah. it's like no I'm like I'm good at these certain things I'm good at being able to take on a lot of stress and stuff like that but to a point yeah, yeah, yeah to yeah. a point where it's like you know where like old me wouldn't know that point. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. wouldn't know how to say, like, like I, I know signals now where I'm like, I've taken on too much. I mm. need to slow down. Yeah. Like, I remember the other week, me and Bell went away and just, like, I've been doing so much with my business and so much with work. And then we were going away for the weekend and the traffic was ridiculous going to the sunny coast. It took us, like, ages to get there. Leo threw up on the way there. And then, like, we had to, like, quickly, like, it was just rush, 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 rush. Yeah. And I never got a chance to sit still. And I woke up the next morning, like, super agitated, angry. And I was like, I said to, I just said to Belle as soon as I woke up, I'm like, I feel really stressed. I feel like, you know, something's not right. And then I've since learned this is, like, the stage two of stress where you start to really affect your mood and and where this is where you're starting to, like, down-regulate maybe DHEA and there's physical signs, like, you know, sorry, there's signs and then there's, like, the biochemical signs that are happening at that same time. Yeah. And I realise I'm like, oh, that's when I'm like that, that's when I've taken on too much and I'm starting to move into the different stages of stress where it's becoming systematically, systematically starting to hurt me. Yeah, yeah, I feel you with that. Yeah, I, I recognize that um, in old symptoms that can sometimes flare with me. Like yeah, when yeah, I start, yeah. get to, start getting headaches or um, these type of things. Because for me, I, I, I got EBV. This is where a lot of my health journey actually started was when I was 14, I uh, got EBV, um, glandular fever. Yeah, Epstein-Barr virus. virus. Yeah, and that, that absolutely rocked me for a year. Yeah. Because um, at the time, I was probably, you know, eating 
two minute noodles and you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like I'd come home and I'd have like four packs of two minute yeah. noodles and I'd like whip up like freaking wonder white bread with freaking yeah. you know like tasty cheese and like tomato whack it in the microwave <laughs> I'd be smashing the calories yeah. but you know I was wasn't taking care of it but then I'd be doing sport every day and like all mm. these things and then um yeah, so then I um I, I got sick with this thing and and then it oh, it was it was bad. But anyway, for a whole year I was wiped, and um and yeah, that kind of like drove drove me into the space of like learning about health a little bit from mm. that point. Anyway, without getting too sidetracked, um yeah, like I, I noticed when I my allostatic load gets too big, gets too big for sure. Like those things start to start to come through yeah. and even with the emotions as well i'd say yeah I'm, I'm reactive agitated um yeah like and then i even start to notice maybe even evelyn's a bit distant as well and just her feminine isn't feeling so safe yeah because i like she's got a, a little boy starting to come through yeah <laughs> and it's like i've now got to parent you you're gonna parent you yeah exactly and so and so um yeah you start to notice those little little yeah. things and that's good self-awareness yeah mm. but then um yeah then like the uh, and the next sort of big step yeah. in my journey obviously there was i did a lot of things naturally to you know learn um as much as i could about like gut health and i i, I did um health coaching and gut health stuff with iin i forget what the bloody yeah is you know um Inter- so, integrative nutrition yeah, or something yeah, like that i yeah, think it yeah, is yeah. i did that but like you learn stuff but you don't learn how to help things you know what i mean like and yeah that yeah. was my big thing and then for me i um i did like after like doing that work with you know my repressed anger and and then the physical things that I helped with my reflux like it like it, it kept it at bay yeah but I'd still mm. get little flare ups say if I had like a few too many margaritas or something like that <laughs> too much citrus I'd be be terrible but yeah. then um then like obviously I met my my wife Belle which is another massive driver um, for me because she had um, gastrointestinal issues hormonal issues and stuff like that. Um, and we didn't know where to like turn. I was trying to help her with my knowledge, but I didn't have enough. Wow. It's funny you say this. Yeah. Same, same thing happened with me and Ev. But yeah. anyway, yeah, keep on. And then we, um, mm. we went to Dave O'Brien. Oh. Yeah. So we went to Dave, Dave for yeah. Bell and did a protocol through Dave. But, you know, mate, just listen to him talk about like, you know, reading blood work. And when he read her blood work, oh, I yeah. was like, oh, who yeah. is this bloke? Oh, I was like, the same because I got him on my old podcast yeah. and I was like, Oh man, I want to do what you do. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I know nothing. Yeah. I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so we we worked. Work, well, she did hers, and then I was like, "Wow, I've got to get my bloods done." And yeah. you know, um, so I did my bloods and did a protocol with him, and we did Bal's protocol. That was the major one, and yeah. Bal had parasites, and oh, anyway, wow. fixed that up, and she was just flying after that. Um, and then down the track, as I talked about, I went into the fiber gate, but that didn't work out. And then when that didn't work out, I was like, went straight to Dave and was like, mate, can you mentor me? And yeah, um, yeah Dave does it with other coaches. I reckon he's been like the catalyst for a lot of great coaches. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, he mentored me once a week. I sat with him one-on-one, which is epic for I don't know how many weeks. Tried to get him. I pretty much, I think I took him to the edge of his knowledge, trying to find out as much as I could from him. But I don't think there is an edge to the knowledge. You could just keep going. Oh, with him. for sure. Um, and then, yeah, learn as much from him. And then, um, 
then like that gave me the tools to then I sort of created my I still had a few things for myself that I needed to fix like the the reflux was still there and then I found out I sort of had H. pylori. Mm. So then I did a protocol specific around, you know, getting rid of H. pylori, which was the the big one. And now I don't have any, I don't get any reflux at all anymore. Um, oh. Yeah, everything's like really good there. But Amazing. Dave also gave me the skills to help complex issues. Yeah. So, um, and now I've, you know, I'm able to help so many different people with my protocols that I, that I do because I know oh. like... People don't like – they're still getting used to the fact that someone like you and I who haven't done a, done a degree, you know, people still want to know that. Yeah. That they, I could have enough information that I could help your endometriosis when all the specialists have told you that you can't be helped. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you can't help PCOS. Well, I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we, yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. We've actually got physical, like, evidence yeah, of that. Yeah. John, look at our profiles. We've got ex- testimonials there. Exactly right. And yeah. I always say, like, I don't believe anything is everything. Yeah. But, like, when you work on someone's gut health, yeah. you go a very long way towards getting them to optimal health. Oh, it's 70% to 80%, yeah. maybe even 100%. Yeah. Depends on the person. Yeah, but, yeah 100%. But but it's it's a massive, massive chunk of it. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm my own testimonial as well. I was fucked, mm. like, about four years ago. Absolutely fucked. And, like, to the point, and this is, like, really, like, kind of vulnerable. Like, I... I could hear voices in my head when I was trying to sleep. Really? Yeah. And that was the neuro- amount intrusive, of- neuro- Intrusive thoughts sort of stuff? No, like, like I could literally hear things in my head. Wow. Yeah. I, I knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah. It was, just, it was just like every time I'd try and put my head down, then it would start- My mind would start to have this chatter in it. Yeah. Almost like I was- My mind was memorizing conversations from the day and it was like playing in my head. Whoa. It was such a weird symptom. Yeah. Whether it was the mycotoxins, yeah. the LPS, the alcetaldehyde, the leaky blood-brain barrier, all these yeah. things I was dealing with, um, yeah, I was fucked. And like it, it, it was, you know, and now I can say like a lot of those, all those symptoms are gone. Yeah. Like from healing my gut, from getting myself out of such, such chronic leaky gut and also even the dysbiosis issues that I had and really bad candida, possibly mold, possibly EBV reflare, possibly parasite. <laughs> I probably just had the whole fucking lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But went through a few gut protocols and, you mm. know, I've had, I would say, a 95% reduction yeah. in symptoms. Now I've, I still deal with a little bit of histamine, mast cell activation uh, symptoms, which I'm still working on, most likely to do with the EBV, possibly learning <laughs> from Dr. Stuart Gillespie, which we're going to get on this podcast at some point. He's a master. Yeah. Teaching me about actually how we, we've, we've also got the skin microbiome. We've got microbiome throughout the rest of the body, mm-hmm. but learning that parasites can actually be in other parts of the body than just the gut. Yeah, so which like, is insane. Insane. So, you know, we're looking at doing like some – skin creams and different stuff with this keratosis polaris on the backs of my arms, mm. which he's saying is parasites. Like crazy. Yeah. So like learning all these things. So yeah, the layers keep getting peeled back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's fucking exciting because I get to bring that into my practice eventually and yep. share it with people like you who can also do the same. And Exactly right. It's just, it's just fucking awesome. So, and, and that's what me and Jordan like to do as well is yeah. we really try and once we, we find really good information – we want to show each other so yeah. that then we can broaden our business and be able to help um, each other's clients. Yeah, which is huge. Like I've yeah. had, 
I've had a client who was um, I was struggling with and I um, Jordan, I said a few things to Jordan. He's like, I reckon there's like, you know, this going on, like try this, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. It sort of works great. And I'm like, how good is this? Like, yeah. you know, to be able to have like two different minds, two diff- who have gone through different experiences with different uh, clients yeah. and we can just bounce off each other, um, which is fantastic. Mm. And I'd say that even like, especially with you and Belle, like in the space of like women's health and mm. how the depth, like some of the results that I've heard from you guys, like um, clients getting pregnant when- We're at 100% at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, and they've been told probably maybe no kids and mm. it isn't actually working. We've been trying for months yeah. and years, maybe on end. We had a really good one recently, uh, a woman yeah. who, who had fallen pregnant naturally a couple of times, but two miscarriages yeah. and then like just stopped falling pregnant Went IVF, no success, um, and then we worked with her. I worked, I like, we, we worked with her and Belle went through a lot of stuff with her hormonally and I went through heaps of gut stuff with her. Yeah. And it was pretty sick. Like Belle taught her how she was – like because she wasn't ovulating properly. Um, mm. We got her ovulating properly and then Belle just pretty much said to her like, you know, talked about her discharge and everything like that and said, yeah. okay, if you have sex today, you'll fall pregnant. But then, like we said to her, but we don't want you to because we had a few other things we wanted to fix yeah. because we were just trying to fix something going on with her gut because yeah. we wanted to stop the chance of miscarriage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we wanted to get her in the best possible condition. Anyway, she couldn't help herself, which we understand. Anyway, yeah. fell pregnant. Now she's um, past 12 weeks now. And oh, my God. Yeah, it's fucking I, awesome. I love those ones. Yeah, and my favourite. But I feel like, yeah, they, they are one of my favourites too, but I love how much you guys get in there with them. And, and how like, you know, cause even, even the way you notice her like luteinizing hormone was on the floor, like, yeah. like all these little things. And then like, even just like, I guess like tracking ovulation, the mucus, like all those things. I just love how you guys are really, I guess, helping women, I've got a good one for this, like helping women really just rediscover their sovereignty as a woman, like their ability yeah. to be able to get like in touch with their body again and they haven't been taught that yeah 100 percent. it's been taken from them it's been taken from yeah 100 yeah. and like but you know what as well is try and you'd be down this line too and we'll get into yeah. it further into another podcast but like also like teaching them to take their power back like yeah. you yeah, know yeah, what yeah. i mean like you take you like take back your body stop giving it to others mm. um get educated on your own body so that you know you know what's going on you don't need someone to tell you, you don't need me to tell you yeah you know what i mean you know what um what to do at what stage you know and, yeah um you've just got to fill the body and get yeah, in touch with it yeah exactly yeah. right exactly right but um mm. mate i think we could uh wrap it up there we've yeah, introduced, yeah, we'll introduced ourselves a little bit yeah um you know we're gonna obviously try and get as many guests on here as possible to try and put out some of the, the best information we can possibly find for people. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think you've wrapped it up nicely there. Like, yeah, my intention as well is just to, is to bring as many knowledgeable people into this podcast as well, um, really powerful people as well in the space of, I guess, the energy that they bring and the difference they're making in the world. Mm. And I think if we can bring that out to you guys and, and help your minds expand because I think a lot of this – wisdom has been kind of kept from us um and because it's it's not as monetized as things like the pharmaceutical industry and Mm. western medical system which we know has its place however it's not where optimal health will be found yeah um uh, and so you know we want people to 
dare to regain that power so they can really set their life into a, a much healthier, happier cause. Because I think health underpins everything. Yeah. Without it, you're screwed. So. Oh, I can tell you, I was sick for two weeks with the flu and, <laughs> oh, my God, all you can think about is being healthy again. Yeah, exactly. But we'll leave it there, guys. We will uh, see you with the next episode. We'll have a special guest in and it's going to be an amazing journey if you follow along with us. Thanks for listening. We hope this opened your mind to new possibilities in your journey. If you want to follow on for more, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Life Athlete Health and at Coach Jordan Briggs. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you next time.